Hello, listeners, and welcome to the fifth episode of the Nigeria Football Weekly podcast with me, your host, Oluoke, also known on social media as Guna Twin. Um, on today's episode of the podcast, I'm having it's a bit of a late one compared to usual, but um, it's Saturday, so we have some of the um, game week games currently going. Um, but I'll be touching on, on player performances from the Super Eagles players over the past few days, as well as their ongoing games for the weekend. Um, as I speak, Wilfred and Didi and Leicester City have just beaten Liverpool 3 1, so we get into that. And then we touch on the Syria and Victor Osimhen's upcoming fixture against Juventus before touching on the Bundesliga, League One, La Liga, and all the other leagues involving Super Eagles players before rounding up and other games for you to watch. Let's get into it. So starting swiftly with the Super Eagles players at Leicester, um, which are the best forming team we've got um, involving any Super Eagles players in the Barclays Premier League right now. Leicester City, since the last podcast, played away to Wolverhampton last week Sunday in a nil-nil draw. Well, Fred Ndidi did not play that game because he was still injured. However, Kelechi and Nacho did play 60 minutes before being replaced by Jamie Vardy. Um, they then followed that up with FA Cup fifth round tie against Brighton on Wednesday night. And they won the game 1-0 with a last minute winner, actually courtesy of Kelechi and Nacho, which was amazing to see. He came on in the 60th minute to replace Jamie Vardy, where while Wilfred Ndidi made his return from injury in that game, playing 60 minutes before coming off, ironically at the 60th minute mark as well. And then, as I said, as I'm, I'm recording this on Saturday, um, just because I've had a few delays, and Leicester just won the 12.30 kickoff game against Liverpool. They won the game 3-1. Wilfred Ndidi was excellent. He actually got the third, the assist for the third goal. Um, so it was a beautiful pass. And Leicester were just all around brilliant. So he passed the ball for Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes got one. Um, and it was just a brilliant performance by Leicester all around, to be fair. Like, they look like they're definitely in with the shout of... I mean, it looks like Man City have run away with the title, but at least for second place, Leicester will definitely have a big, big part to play. Um, so their goals were courtesy of Vardy, Madison and Harvey Barnes, all the usual suspects. Indeed, he was excellent. In my opinion, he should have been man of the match, but I can understand it going to Harvey Barnes with him getting a goal and, and an assist in the game. So, yeah, continue flourishing Leicester. And Leicester don't have um, another game until next week um, because we're still in the ongoing game week. Um, and Leicester are next up against Aston Villa next week. But um, for this game week, they could just rest up and watch the rest of the teams play. And then moving swiftly on to Alex Iwobi at Everton. He's been involved in quite a few entertaining games recently. Last weekend, they played a 3-3 draw at Old Trafford versus Man United, um, with Dominic Cavalier scoring a last gasp equaliser. I'm sure we have a lot of Man United fans in Nigeria, so I'm sure everyone's aware of this match. Alex Wobi actually came on for the last 15 minutes of this game. Um, and then in the FA Cup fifth round tie for Everton over the midweek, they played Tottenham at home at Goodison Park and won 5-4 after extra time. It's probably one of the classic FA Cup tie games in recent years, and I can see it being replayed time and time and again in the future. But Everton then did come out winners in that one. Alex Wobi did start the game. He played 70 minutes, although it was his replacement, Bernard, who scored the winner in extra time. So next up for Alex Wobi at Everton, they're up against Fulham on Sunday night, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. at home. 
Um, so he'll be playing against a, a nice contingent of Nigerians in the Fulham side. And speaking of those players, uh, primarily Ola Aina and Josh Madja, and hopefully soon to be converted to the Eagles, Ademola Lukman and Tosia Darabayo. They were last in action in the Premier League on Saturday last week at home versus West Ham in a nil-nil draw um, in another famous Mike Dean incident where he sent off Shuchek wrongfully, um, but that was immediately rescinded on Monday. Um, Josh Maja came on in this game for the last 11 minutes of this game while Ola Aina was actually rested. Adimola Lukman and Tosia Darabayo did start the game. Um, so they'll all be in action tomorrow night against Everton. Um, it's not looking good for Fulham, to be fair. They're currently eight points off safety. So it's going to be a real battle for them to survive. Um, and I'm hoping they could at least get some wins on the board just to at least give us a bit of an exciting relegation race. But you'd like to think, at least looking at Lukman, Tosia Darabayo and Ola Aina, Whatever happens with Fulham, you'd hope they could secure moves back into the Premier League next season if they don't survive. And then finally, in terms of our Super Eagles contingent in the Premier League, we got Semi Ajay at West Bromwich, who are currently also in the relegation zone in 19th place. They were last in action on Sunday in a 2-0 loss away versus Tottenham. Um, Harry Kane and Son Heung-min were the goal scorers in that one. He did start the game as he tends to do for all of West Bromwich games. It's a tricky one because when you watch Semi, you could tell he's a good player, especially in the air. But as a unit, West Brom are just absolutely shocking. I mean, they just can't buy a goal to save themselves and they concede goals in bulk, so to speak. So there's so many games where they've conceded four or five goals or three this season already. Um, but hopefully uh, they can at least improve as they go forward, although it's not going to get any easier because next up for them tomorrow is Manchester United at 2 p.m. So good luck, Semi Ajayi. Um, they're at home, so they'll be at the Hawthorns. So hopefully they'll be able to do well in that one. And then in terms of the other Premier League games not involving Super Eagles players, um, Aston Villa did beat my Arsenal 1-0. Um, not looking good for Arsenal right now. That's two defeats and a loss in our last three. And then Burnley beat Brighton. I mean, Drew with Brighton 1-1 at home with Goodmanson getting the goal and Lewis Dunk also get, um, scoring for Brighton. Newcastle beat Southampton 3-2. Joe Willock on loan from Arsenal scored on his debut with Almiron scoring a brace. And Taki Minamino also scored on his debut for Southampton in a 3-2 loss for them. So Newcastle won that game, which is quite timely because they needed the points on the board. And then also Liverpool were in action against Manchester City last week, um, losing 4-1 at home. Um, not not good times for Liverpool at all right now. Um, as I mentioned, they've just lost earlier today to Leicester as well away. Um, so yeah, and I think they've lo they lost their their last three home games at Anfield, um, and their schedule doesn't get any easier um, because up next for Liverpool they've got Everton at home, so that'll be an interesting one. Um, and then also Sheffield United lost at home two one to Chelsea. Uh, Mason Mount was in with the goals again, and Jorginho. And then on Monday night, Leeds beat Crystal Palace 2-0 with Patrick Bamford and Jack Harrison getting in on the goals. And then in terms of the ties to come for the rest of today, as I'm currently recording this, Burnley are 3-0 up away against Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace are such a useless team with, without Wilfred Zaha. It's such a shame to say and to see because they just can't seem to do anything or carve out any realistic 
they can't even score goals without Zahar and their team. It's that bad. Um, and it looks like they will end this game without scoring a goal again at home. And then at 5.30 kickoff, we've got the big tie, uh, Manchester City versus Tottenham, Pep Guardiola versus Mourinho. Um, that should be very, very interesting. And then at 8 p.m., we've got Brighton against Aston Villa. And then tomorrow on Sunday, we've got Southampton versus Wolverhampton in the 12 p.m. kickoff um, before West Brom and Man United play at 2 p.m., as I mentioned earlier, before Arsenal take on Leeds United at 4.30, and then Everton, Fulham with the Nigerian boys round up um, the weekend ties. And then on Monday, we've got West Ham at home versus Sheffield United, and then Chelsea play at home to Newcastle at Stamford Bridge on Monday. And then there's also two additional fixtures um, that were rearranged due to issues with fixture postponements due to the COVID incidents. Um, Burnley will play Fulham on Wednesday night and Everton will play Man City at 8.15 on Wednesday night as well. Interestingly enough, though, I noticed that that game is going to be on Amazon Prime Video. Um, and I say that because the Champions League will be on. Um, so that's probably just to make sure there's no issues in terms of... Um, the Champions League contracts, because I know with the Champions League games, they specify that no other big ties should be on, so to speak, at least in terms of terrestrial TV. So maybe because it's Amazon Prime, they were able to circumvent that issue there. But yeah, should be a few, quite a few interesting games um, for us to still talk to over the weekend. Um, so yeah, that's it for the Premier League. And then moving on to Serie A and starting with the one and only Victor Osime. On Saturday, his team were involved in the 2-1 away loss to Genoa. He came on in the 54th minute as a substitute. He still looked a bit rusty, to be fair, because obviously he's been out for uh, about three months. And then in the midweek second leg fixture, they were up against Atalanta in the Coppa Italia semi-final. They did lose the game 3-1. Um, he did start the game and played 79 minutes. Actually, next big game for Osime in about 20 minutes, Napoli will be kicking off against Juventus at home. So it's safe to say that's probably going to be the biggest game of his Serie A career so far. And I'm really, really hoping that Osime... Um, actually, let me have a look at if he's starting that game. Because that's the most important thing, at least from a Super Eagles perspective. And if he could even get himself a goal. Yes, he's starting. I've just had a look at the lineup. So Osime starts the game and we wish him well. That is one of the big, big fixtures of the weekend. And to be honest, Super Eagles, we need to watch Napoli like... There in the Premier League, I swear. And then moving on, another the only other player of worth of note, so to speak, in Syria, um, Simino Ancor, playing for bottom of the table, Cortone. Um, he was last in action last week Sunday in a 4-0 loss away versus the league leaders AC Milan. He came on for the final 12 minutes. And next up for him would be tomorrow uh, at home versus Sassuolo. So it's not looking good for Simi and Crotone. He's still scoring a few goals here and there, but I don't expect him to get caught up. And I expect Crotone to get family relegated. And then moving on to League One and Terramofi, obviously, Alorio, I have to start there, the one and only. Terramofi was last in action in the league um, on Monday. I mean, on Saturday at home versus Reem. He played 68 minutes um, and they won the game 1-0. So that's kept them three points off the relegation zone with the game in hand in League One. And then in midweek, Terra Murphy actually came on in the 80th minute to score the winner in the Coupe de France tie versus Paris FC for his team, taking his tally for the season to six goals in his last eight games. So he is just flying. Like, honestly, I just love to see it. 
And um, I listened to a interview by the Super Eagles head coach, Gunnar Raw, on Monday, where he was just talking about preparations for our Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers. Um, and he mentioned Tara Mofi as well as Taiwa Oni. So it's good to know that the national team um, selectors and the coach are keeping tabs on him. Um, and I'm sure if he just keeps on scoring and playing well, he should get selected for our AFCON qualifiers in March. So keep doing your thing, Tara Murphy. And next up for him um, tomorrow, he's away at Monaco. So Monaco are currently fourth in League One. So hopefully it's another opportunity for him to grow his reputation um, as they are currently fourth. Um, and if he could score again, I mean, that would just do wonders for him. So yeah, keep doing your thing, Tara. And then moving on to Kalu at Bordeaux. Um, so he's missed his team's last two games um, due to an injury. Um, and that means they've now lost their last four straight games. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he's fit to play next in their next tie. So they're next up at home to Marseille uh, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. in the glamour tie of the weekend in League One. Um, they're currently 10th as a team, so they, they're not doing too bad, but their recent form has been shocking. So we'll see how it goes with Kalu and his team. And then moving on to Moses Simon and Nantes. Um, Nantes have extended their run of no league wins to 15 after losing 2-1 at home on Sunday versus league leaders Lille. Moses Simon played all the 90 minutes. And during the week, uh, I found out that Raymond Domenech, the manager who'd only been appointed a few weeks ago, had been sacked. So it's safe to say that things are not going well in Nantes at all. Um, in the midweek, they subsequently Subsequently got dumped out of the Coupe de France at home, losing 4-2 at home to Lens. Um, so Moses Simon did get a rest, but he came on for the last 10 minutes of the tie. And then next up for him, um, his team are up against Angers um, away tomorrow. So it's safe to say they're not to sleepwalking into relegation, if unless they could do something drastically very, 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 very soon. Um, so not looking good necessarily for Moses Simon, but at least Terry Murphy's doing his thing. Um, in League One and flying the flag for Nigeria well there. And then moving swiftly on to the Bundesliga, um, starting with Taiwo Woni. Um, Taiwo Woni and his club side, Union Berlin, have had no win in their last four games. And in, they were last in action on Sunday in a 1-0 loss away to sixth place Mainz. Taiwo Woni started the game and played 72 minutes, although he did not score, which means he's now not scored a goal for six games. Um, next up for him, though, um, later on today, his team are in action against bottom of the table, Schalke. So hopefully um, they could win that one and he could get back into goal-scoring ways. And then moving swiftly on, Kevin Akboguma at Hoffenheim. He's still injured. Um, has his team lost 3-1 to Frankfurt last time they were out. Um, and then they're currently in a 2-2 draw against Dortmund. Um, Akboguma is still injured, if I remember correctly from what I checked. Let me just quickly double-check that. So he did not play in the 2-2 draw, which just recently finished earlier today. Um, so I think he's still carrying that knock. Although, we'll just monitor and see if he's able to get back um, to fitness before the AFCON qualifiers in about a month's time. And then moving, moving swiftly on to FC Cologne. FC Cologne have quietly started improving their performances. They were last in action on Sunday in an unbelievable 2-1 away win versus Gladbach. Um, Emmanuel Dennis and Kingsley Ahizabwe both started the game. Um, Emmanuel Dennis played 58 minutes um, and was impressive again. 
Um, one thing I noticed in this game, though, is we have another Nigerian striker on their books called Tolu Aroko Dare. He's a 20-year-old player who's actually their number seven. So I, I looked into him, and he's slowly been getting minutes for FC Cologne. And in this game, he actually came on in stoppage time. Um, and I noticed he also got 30 minutes in their previous game. So hopefully, we could see him also claim some minutes alongside Dennis and Izibwe. Because um, Cologne are now 14th in the league and are not um, in the relegation zone anymore. So that's positive for them. And that's a good thing for the Eagles. Because if you could just expand the pool of players they're able to select, that's always positive. And then moving on to La Liga, the only player of any note mentioning, Samo Chukweze. Unfortunately, he's still injured following his surgery um, last week. Um, but we'll keep you posted on when he gets back from injury and gets back to full fitness. Moving swiftly on to the Primera Liga, starting with our starting left back, Zedu Sanusi at FC Porto. So he was involved in consecutive draws for his side, FC Porto versus Braga. On Sunday night, they were away to Braga in a 2-2 draw, and they got two of their they got a red card after being two goals up and managed to concede two goals in the last 10 minutes to draw the game. And then somehow on Wednesday night in the semi-final of the Portuguese Cup, they were winning the game 1-0 and conceded a last-minute goal to <laughs> Braga again. So <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on with FC Porto and Braga. Um, but what I did notice was Sanusi did come on for the final 15 minutes in the first game, but he did not play in the second game at all. So it looked like he lost his place to Malang Sar, the guy who's on loan from Chelsea after previously playing at Nice in League One last season. Um, so Malang Sar started both of those games. Um, so quietly, we'll see what happens with Sanusi because I know he was first choice firmly for a while and there was no threat of him losing his place. But if he hasn't played the last two games, that's a bit concerning, um, especially when you factor in the fact um, that next up for Porto in the Champions League is Juventus on, over the weekend. I mean, on Wednesday during the weekdays. So, I mean, we want Zedou Sanusi playing in that match. I'm sorry, with all due respect. And then in the league, they've got Boavista at home tonight at 8.30. So hopefully we could see Sanusi start that game and work himself back into fitness for the glamour tie against Juventus. Um, interestingly enough, he'll probably be... Would he be up against Ronaldo? No, Ronaldo plays a bit more centrally. So probably against Kulusevski or Benedeski if they go with him on the right wing. Um, but yeah, we'll keep you posted on Sanusi's um, current form with Porto. And then speaking of his opponents tonight, FC Boavista, um, we've got another Nigerian on their books, Chidoze Awaziem. Um, he was last out for them on Tuesday night in a home 1-0 loss to Nacional. So they're looking a bit more sad for relegation, to be honest. Like they're not they're not playing that well. Interestingly enough though, I noticed that his center back partner at Boavista is Adil Rami. You remember Adil Rami famously won a World Cup medal after replacing Laurent Koscielny in the France squad for the 2018 World Cup. Uh, um, was it the 2018 World Cup? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. But yeah, they're still in a relegation zone, and they're one point off the bottom. And next up for them is Porto tonight, so safe to say that things are not gonna, going to improve for them anytime soon. Um, but we wish Chido Zewazim well. I still think we have quite a few pool players in the centre-back pool that should start ahead of him or be caught up ahead of him. So I wouldn't expect him to be caught up for the next few games. Although be him being an, an established member of the squad and someone that Grenoble 
has curiously played at right back. I won't be surprised to see him get a call up. Although, speaking of right backs and someone who I expect to get called up for certain, um, in the er, Dutch Eredivisie, Tyrone Buehi of FC20. So Tyrone Buehi continues to build on his excellent season, um, especially after being out for over a year, just for him to continue starting games and playing well and having a solid contribution to clean sheets for his team while also being able to affect the attacking phase is really, really positive to see. Although saying that, his team were last out on Saturday in a 3-0 loss to second place PSV, which to be fair is no shame when you consider how good they are. Although he continues to be impressive and had a decent game. And next up for him um, would be tomorrow night away at Vitesse. Um, so when you look at Bui as a whole, he's probably one of the more, more consistent Super Eagles players um, in club football this season so far. So I won't be surprised to see him get caught up and even start the qualifiers ahead of an Olaina, for example. Although Olaina is quietly beginning to play really well as well. It's just a shame that his, his team, Fulham, are still in the relegation zone. And in terms of how well they're performing in relation to their league table, you can't argue with Tyrone Ibuehi, who's currently in seventh place. And they're looking like they could still improve and push towards those third and fourth spots in the Dutch Redivisie. And then speaking of the Nigerian national team, number one, Maruka Okoye. Maruka Okoye is Sparta Rotterdam. Um, last week, we're involved in a 1-1 draw on Sunday, away to Ado Den Haag. Uh, Maruka started the game and actually played spectacularly well. He made four saves. Um, he did concede one goal. Um, and then earlier today, um, he was also in action for his side at home. Although, unfortunately, they did lose... 2-1 to Fortuna Dissard. Uh, this one's a bit annoying for them because Fortuna Dissard are the team that were right above them. And if they'd won the game, they would have been in contention to go above them. But instead, they're now five points behind Fortuna. Um, they lost the game 2-1. In terms of Madukas' performance, uh, it, wasn't, it was a bit of a tough time for him earlier today, to be fair. He conceded two goals and only made one save. Um, but hopefully he'll be able to bounce back um, for Sparta in their next game next week against Ajax. And then moving swiftly on to the Turkish League, starting with our boys at Galatasaray, Henry Onyekuru and Peter Tebo. So Henry Onyekuru and Tebo were involved in a top-of-the-table clash away against Fenerbahce last week Sunday. They actually won the game away versus Fenerbahce 1-0. Um, which was really, really impressive. And took Fenerbahce joint top um, with... I mean, not Fenerbahce. Took Galatasaray joint top level on 48 points with Besiktas and Fenerbahce. So all three of those teams are now on 48 points. So it's safe to say that the Turkish League race, a title race is going to be a sizzler between now and the end of the season. In that game, Henry Yekuru played 77 minutes. Um, while Atebo did come on for the last three minutes, he just made a bit of a cameo appearance. Annoyingly, though, for them, in the midweek, in the Turkish Cup, they lost 3-2 at home to Alanya Spor. Atebo played the second half and Yekuru played the whole game, although they did not have their best performances, it's safe to say. Next up for them is tomorrow um, against Kashin Pasa. Um, I'm really intrigued about this one because Yekuru started life in Turkey really, really well. And we're really encouraged by his form. And if we could see him continue to score and get assists and just contribute to the team in a strong way, 
Um, I see no reason why he shouldn't even start for the Super Eagles in our qualifiers. So, yeah, keep doing your thing on your crew. And Atebo, I hope he gets continues to get more minutes. But I'm still saying Didi and Aribo would be my starting um, pivot um, for the national team right now. And then speaking of top of the league contenders as well, Fenerbahce and um, Bright Osai Samuel, uh, who are also joined top, obviously lost the game to Galatasaray. But he did play the whole game, um, which is encouraging to see since he made the move from QPR in the January window. Um, in the midweek, they also lost 2-1, actually, at home. Um, but they did lose to Istanbul Basakşehir, who are the Turkish League champions. So that's no shame. Um, Bright Osai Samuel did come on for the second half of the game. And later on today, he will be in action for his club side against Fatih Karagumruk. Wow, that's that's one of the tug twister. Um, but we wish Osai Samuel well. Um, I'm sure he's on the radar of the national team anyway. Um, so if he continues at the pace he's going anyway, would expect him to get caught up. Um, at the moment in that tie against Fatih, they're currently 1-0 up. Um, and... I just want to confirm whether Osai Samuel's playing the game. Osai Samuel's starting the game again. So he's currently starting alongside Mesut Ozil. So we wish him well on that one. And then speaking of Istanbul Basakşehir, who are the team that beat Bright Osai Samuel's Fenerbahce in the midweek Turkish Cup tie, um, he we they've got a Nigerian midfielder called Azubike Okechukwu. He's a DM as well. The Turkish champions are struggling this season and currently sit in 16th position in the league table, which is annoying. Um, but Ogechuko has quietly started the last five games, um, even though he was involved in the 1-0 loss for them, um, which was last weekend before their midweek win versus Fenerbahce in the Turkish Cup. Um, so good to see an encouraging to see him playing games. Um, we'll continue tomorrow into this space, though, because it's a bit alarming. The champions go from finishing first to finishing... 16th um so hopefully they can rise up the table as the time goes by and then next up for him um tomorrow sunday they're away to Godsepe. i will expect him to continue to start games um as they as he proceeds although actually scratch that they're not even 16th right now they're now 18th because they because of, of that their most recent loss so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's not what we want to hear but Okay, Chigu's playing well, and that's good to see. And long may he continue doing so. Moving swiftly on to the Belgian league and starting with the one and only Paulo Nuachu, who's the top goal scorer in the division. They were last in action on Sunday in the league in a 2-1 home loss to Anderlecht. Um, Cyril Dezers did come on for the last six minutes of that game, probably in a bit to try and get an equaliser, um, but they were not great in that game. Um, however, on Wednesday night, um, they were in action in the Belgian Cup and won the game 1-0. Um, Paulo Nuachu um, got back into scoring ways. He actually scored an 87th-minute winner um, for that 1-0 win um, in the round of 16 versus the second division STVV team. And then next up for him tonight at 7.45, he'll be in action away versus CV Ostend. So I'll expect Nuachu to start that game again. Um, at the moment, I believe he's got 24 goals. Um, so it's just crazy to see how great he's doing in the league and how that has not been able to translate to the national team. Um, but hopefully we can see that change in the near future. And then speaking of their opponents last week, Anderlecht, they have the Nigerian Paul Mukairu. Paul Mukairu did come on 
um, in the 62nd minute for that game, for them to see out the win. And then in the midweek, they were in action in the Belgian Cup uh, also, winning 5-0 versus Union Saint-Gilois, I think. Um, he did come on for the last 13 minutes and scored a goal, um, which is great to see. Um, they absolutely thrashed their opponents in that one. And next up for him, um, tomorrow night on Sunday, they're, they're away against Secle Bruges, um, who have the Nigerian IK Ubo. Uh, so we'll see how Paul Makara continues to do. And I'm sure that, I mean, if they're watching Polo Nuachu, I would like to think that they have their radar on Paul Mokaira and the Lech as well. And then moving, moving swiftly on to the Scottish Premiership um, with the league leaders Rangers, um, the Nigerian Super Eagles contingent of Joe Rebo and Leon Balogun continue to do well. So since the last podcast, they were in action last week, Sunday, away to Hamilton. That game ended in a 1-1 draw after they conceded the last-minute equaliser. Um, but they were they remain 18 points ahead um, as at that game. Um, earlier today as well, they won 1-0 against Kilmarnock at home. Um, and the good thing about this game is Leon Balogun did come into this game and start. Um, so he'd been out of the squad for, I think, the last three or four games. Um, so it's good to see him still getting back into contention for the team. And Aribo's just starting every single game for them and playing well. Um, so good to see that. And long may that continue for them. Their next in action, I believe, in the Europa League on Thursday. Um, so we wish them well in that one. Uh, and then moving swiftly on to the championship, the Super Eagles vice-captain William Trust Ekong and his Watford side. Since the last podcast, they were in action last week Saturday in a lunchtime fixture away to Coventry. Um, and that game ended nil-nil. Um and then earlier today, he was involved in their 3 p.m. kickoff against Bristol City, which they won 6-0. Um, so he had a nice clean sheet to go along with his teammates getting in on all the action with the goals. Next up for him would be a Tuesday night clash against Preston away. Uh, so he continues to do well. And they're currently in contention for the playoffs. So you, can, you can't really hope for any more at this moment. And then moving swiftly on to Ovia Jaria at Reading. Since last podcast... Last week, Saturday, they were in action in a 0-0 away draw against Mikel B. Stoke City. And then in the midweek, they lost 3-1 versus top of the table Brentford. Ovia Jaria played both games. And then earlier today, they somehow lost again at home to Millwall 2-1. Ovia Jaria started that game as well. So in their last three games, they've got a total of one point, which is not great. But they still remain in the um, playoff positions. So... We'll see what happens with that one. Next up for them, Tuesday night, they're away versus Bristol City. And then speaking of Mikel Obi and Stoke City, after their 0-0 draw versus Reading, um, they lost earlier today against Norwich 4-1. They absolutely got thrashed. Mikel Obi actually played 62 minutes and then got pulled, um, probably to keep him fresh for their Tuesday night encounter at home versus Sheffield Wednesday, which is probably more realistically winnable considering their current form as they now have no win in nine games and then moving swiftly on to the danish league frank onyeka and his team fc mitchelland remain one point off the top of the table after a 2-1 win on monday night against randers and then on thursday night they were in action in the danish cup and also won that game 2-1 away versus odense next up for them would be tomorrow at home versus a team called horsens so it's safe to say these Danish teams have quite interesting names. Um, but Franco Jäger continues to do well, and I'll expect him to get caught up 
um, in the next round for the AFCON qualifiers in March. And then moving on to Pizza Lainka playing for top of the table, Slavia Pra in the Czech Republic. Uh, he was last in action, since last podcast, he was in action in a 3-3 away draw last week Sunday, which was quite entertaining for them, um, which kept them 10 points ahead. And then earlier today, he was involved in a 3-0 win at home to Perdubis. Um, he played 79 minutes, probably got pulled to keep him fresh for their Europa League tie on Thursday night against Wilfred Ndidi and Kelechi and Nacho's Leicester City. So that should be an interesting game, um, especially, you know, bright lights of Europa and the round of, round of 32, I believe. Um, so that should just do more for their exposure. Um, I think apart from San Jose this season, we don't have any other players playing in the round of 16 in the Champions League. Um, but at least in the Europa League, there's a few. So hopefully they could just push on and all have good games, regardless of who wins the tie. And then finally, in terms of players in action, in the, Cypri- in the Cypriot League, we have Francis Zoho, the Super Eagles backup goalkeeper. He missed three games for his club side, Apwell Nicosia, um, but he was back in action on Wednesday as they won 3-2 away versus Olympiacos Nicosia. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he keeps his place on Sunday in their home tie against Nia Salamasis. Um, only other player who would probably be mentioned, but they're not in action right now, would be Chidera Juke. Although, as I mentioned in earlier episodes of the podcast, he hasn't been playing well at all. So in terms of Super Eagle of the Week, um, to be honest, I think for this week, we have to give it, it has to be a share for the Leicester City boys. So Kelechi and Nacho came on to score the winner to take Leicester City into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, um, which is quite an impressive feat, considering how he'd been on the fringe of the side in recent moments. And he gave quite a funny interview. Um, about how he couldn't be bothered for them to wait for extra time because it was so cold. So he did them a favour and scored a goal, which was quite funny. And then earlier today, Wilfred Ndidi was just magnificent against Liverpool. Um, He, I mean, just in terms of ball recoveries, tackles, interceptions, dominating the midfield, also just containing Thiago. um, And he also chipped in with an assist for Javi Barnes' third goal to seal the win. So shout out to the Leicester City boys. They're now also second in the Premier League. So if we remove our goggles of the top six big clubs in the league, you have to admit the Leicester City are definitely what you consider a top six club at the moment. Since winning the league five years ago, they've last season they were, what, fifth? And now they're currently second with that win. So yeah, just kudos to the boys over there. And it's safe to say that the Nigerians are playing a big part in that one. So shout out to Wilfred Ndidi and Kelechi and Nacho. Um, keep shining, boys, and hopefully they can stay fit ahead of our Afghan qualifiers so we could just round up qualification for that before the World Cup qualifiers and the serious business of that starts. And then, as I mentioned earlier on, European football is back this week. Um, hallelujah. Very, very exciting times. In the Champions League, on Tuesday night, we've got RB Leipzig up against um, Barcelona. RB Leipzig will be the home side for this tie. And then Barcelona PSG. I mean, it's a shame that Neymar got injured recently um, and he won't be getting the reunion against Messi and his previous side because that would have been excellent. Um, And for some reason, this just happens to Neymar every single year. It's it's crazy. I mean, now he's 29, so I'm not sure if it's going to keep happening or if we'll ever see him play any round of 16 fixtures for his club sides in the future. 
And then on Wednesday night, we've got Sevilla against Borussia Dortmund. That should be a nice hipster tie. Um, that should be quite entertaining, and I'll expect Sevilla to do quite well, especially considering Dortmund's current form in the Bundesliga. And then Zedou Sanusi and FC Porto are up against Juve on Wednesday night as well. So we wish them well in that one. And then just to touch on a few things I've seen in terms of national team news, apparently Ahmed Musa's move to West Brom is off. Um, apparently he was on trial and I'm not sure they were necessarily impressed with what they saw. Although I've heard from some quarters that um, West Brom just didn't have the wage bill to, to buy him. But I, I mean, to sign him, but I don't really buy that because... I'm sure they could have found an agreement. And it sounds like he just wasn't up to scratch, which is a shame. I mean, considering the curious fact that he's still our national team captain for some reason. Um, but hopefully um, he could still find a team he could play for between now and the end of the season and work himself back into full fitness. But as I've, as I've previously said, I don't think he should be anywhere near the national team setup right now. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Grenoble Raw gave an interview um, for the Super Eagles earlier um, to... I mean, it was on Super Eagles TV, yeah. Um, so just speaking about the upcoming AFCON qualifier cycle and mentioning about their preparations, he spoke about how um, they're currently having meetings every Monday just to talk about performances. So that's how he's been aware of Terra Mofi's performance and Tawa Woni, as well as Oyekuru's resurrection at Galatasaray. Um, he did mention some alarming words about Odionigalo and how he's still welcome in the national team, which is a bit... Interesting, considering how Igalo hasn't played any meaningful football in a while. He's retired from the team. I think he's 31 or 32 now, and he's moved to the Saudi Arabian League. With all due respect, like the Super Eagles, if we want to be taken seriously, we do not need the national team coach saying stuff like that. And I saw a nice rant from someone who was telling Greno Rod to take his time. So I agree with him 100% about that one. So hopefully that was just, you know, chatter to please, I don't know, a section of, I don't know, Nigeria, I guess. Um, but encouraging to hear his words about Mofi and Awoni and that he's paying attention. So hopefully we should be able to see the cycle through. Um, he also kind of confirmed that the, the Super Eagles will be camping in Lagos. Um, so I read in The Guardian in Nigeria that the Super Eagles will be camping in Lagos. I believe this will be the first time since 2004 when Nigeria played um a game in Teslin Balogu Stadium, I believe. And I've heard rumours, I'm not sure how 100% confirmed this is, that Nigeria will be playing the Lesotho tie um, at the end of March in Lagos. So if that is indeed true, that is a wonderful development as far as I'm concerned. Like, Lagos is the commercial capital of Nigeria. The huge presence of just commerce, sponsors, fans, the huge... I mean, I know everyone is football mad all over Nigeria, but I think it's really important for the Super Eagles, especially the players who play in Europe. The national, the airport is also in Lagos, so they don't have to travel that far away. Um, I think it's important for them to have a base in Lagos and to play games in Lagos. So I'm hoping that the stadium they're going to play in will be up to scratch. That's always a concern. But um, I also did hear some encouraging words about the Lagos and Abuja stadiums being redeveloped. So hopefully that is progressing at a rapid rate, um, especially ahead of World Cup qualifying games, because if the Super Eagles players could know that they could just come to Lagos and Abuja and play the games once they come to the airport, they're playing in either the capital or the commercial capital of the country. I think that's a beautiful development and it could do a lot more for even being able to connect with the 
fans in terms of think about the social media presence, the kind of things you could do with sponsors, the amount of things they could do in terms of being able to do interviews, having access to the agencies. Everybody would be in Lagos or Abuja or closer. So hopefully that comes to fruition in a positive way. And then also, um, Amadju Pinnick, the NFF president, um, gave an interview to Oluwashino Okeleji of the BBC. Um, it was um, a seven-minute interview talking about his aspirations for joining the FIFA Council and also why he's supporting the South African candidate for the CAF presidency. Of course, he mentioned integrity quite a few times. Um, but shout out to Oluwashino for the interview. It was quite a thorough interview. And um, there are a few nuggets mentioned from the president, but nothing in detail. It's just the typical spiel of integrity and how there should not be tribalism or francophone or linguistic differences and how he's a businessman and he knows business people and he thinks that would be good. You know, not really diving into any details specifically, but it's still good to see that he's giving interviews and at least connecting with the public. Um, I really think there's a huge opportunity for us to grow just the connection between Nigeria and, the, and its citizens and the Super Eagles with him being our foremost sports brand. And then speaking of sports brands, the Super Falcons announced their lineup um for um what i believe is called the turkish cup um so that was they have a new coach as well and they're going to play games in the turkish women's cup uh soon i heard that one of the players um opera nozier will not be featuring um i think she was involved in a dispute after the last world cup um due to a sit down over unpaid bonuses you know typical spiel we hear about the presidency or the federation, so to speak, which is always a shame to hear, especially if she's been disqualified just because of that. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you I watch enough of our players and Super Falcons to give an informed opinion. But the usual suspects are in there. Oshuala, um, Rashida, Tajibade. Um, shout out to Eagles Tracker for the work they do with her on that one. And then also there's two recent convertees who were previous USA internationals, I believe in youth level and to Antoinette Payne who plays for Sevilla and Patricia George who plays for Sands FC in Germany so we wish the Falcons all the best um for the cup um can I also figure out when this tie starts yeah it starts in February um so between the 15th and 24th of Feb um so that should be a good run out for the um squad and hopefully they could do well in that one yeah, and then just to round up in terms of ones to watch, as I said, currently Asima is about to kick off in the game against Juventus, a huge game. We wish him all the best in that one. I really, really, really hope he could get a call just for his confidence. I think it will do him a world of wonders. Um, and also just in line with the national team games coming up, that will be huge. Terry Murphy's away against Monaco. So he's surely getting a call up if he continues his form as Ro confirmed, Ro confirmed he's watching him. So hopefully we'll see Tara Murphy do well tomorrow against Monaco. And then Zedu Sanusi, hopefully we see him start later today um, against Awazi Emsboa Vista and also on Wednesday in the Champions League tie against Juventus. And then Henry Oyekuru uh, and Etebo, but mainly Oyekuru to be honest. Hopefully he could continue his good form and hopefully he can bounce back for his team in their weekend tie after the initial high, but then losing in the midweek in the Turkish Cup 
Um, so hopefully he could bounce back tomorrow on Sunday against Kashin Pasa. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Nigeria Football Weekly. I really appreciate every single one of you who listens and tunes in. Um, any feedback is always appreciated. As always, please follow us on our social media channels. On Twitter, it's the at the NFW pod, at NFW pod, at NFW pod. On Instagram, it's at Nigeria Football Weekly. On Facebook, it's at or forward slash Nigeria Football Weekly. I've been your host, Oluoke, also known as the Guna Twin. I've twitched my handle back to my previous football, more football sounding one, so to speak. Um, and honestly, I just really hope that our Eagles could push on and push on because at the current rate, I think we have an opportunity to press on. But the last week of performances from the Eagles were not necessarily the best, so to speak. But if they could push on, especially this weekend, we could hopefully just see our guys continue to flourish. And as I do usually, I just want to ride out with this song. This is Joe Boy number one. Thank you and see you next time.